6.6 million unemployment claims. I can't even fathom, I can't even grasp how we're going to last 30 more days with things as they are. In fact, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. How do you deal with 6.6 million? If you were watching last week, we talked about the unemployment claims before this last one came out. And there were, I think, what is it, 3 million? It was something, it was just insane. And we saw the graph just drown out every other number beforehand. And now we're at 6.6 million unemployment claims. Unsustainable whatsoever. But there are plays being run. There are people trying to take opportunity in power in government to do this. And one of them is the very own governor of California. And we know he really knows what he's doing because how great California's run. There's even one point in this clip that we're going to review of his interview where he stumbles over the numbers that he's trying to articulate to prove how good California is, and he can't even do it. He can't even pull it off. He starts to say something, and he realizes, oh, can't say that. It's just a disaster. But remember, this is the progressive motto. This is what liberals do. This is what people that we have voted in power believe, that they should never let a crisis go to waste. And when you hear of a stimulus happening, phase four, that I said we should never call stimulus again. I'm already breaking my own rules. It's not a stimulus. But when you see one already being proposed after this stimulus number three happened, before it's even coming into effect, they're proposing stimulus for it. And we're going to find out why. We're going to find out what it really is they're trying to push. We talked about salt and um, some of the other things that are unrelated yesterday because from Nancy Pelosi. Today, we're going to talk about Gavin Newsom, who is, I have some experience with this coming from California, the progressive of all progressives. I mean, maybe he's not the progressive of all progressives, but he wants to be. He is by far. He came out of San Francisco. He was mayor of San Francisco, um, or maybe he was the attorney general. He, he came out of that era, that area of super liberal, the same as Nancy Pelosi, and now is governor. Um, and he is, for all intents and purposes, the farthest left of the farthest left. So we're going to review that today. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. And right now it's just thwarting, adding arguments, re- rebutting the crazy, crazy plays trying to be run by our government. It's absolutely insane. I don't even know why governors who run states like California are even allowed to give their opinion. They have proven the exact opposite of their competence. They are incompetent in that. Their states have proven that. The results. Look at the fruit of these people and their ideas. And that is how you should know them. And by that definition, we should never listen to a word he has to say about economics whatsoever. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put an HGBT in the memo field. You'll get that sweet mug that you can see behind me on my shelf right next to my Kingsman Grooming products. You'll get a free t-shirt. It's, which is a really comfortable t-shirt, I have to say. I got one at the G3 conference we went to. It's fantastic. You get $100 off our conference, the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. It's happening in October 1st through 3rd. It looks like it's going to be far enough out to dodge the hysteria meltdown that's happening. And you get tons of other great content. I mean, those guys are putting out such great content right now. It's absolutely fantastic, including this one program about sales. It's a great um, series on how to be effective at sales. I can't recommend it enough. So go over to there and sign up. If you have any questions, comments, you can email me, Matt, at howtobuildattent.com. Find me on all the social media sites, 
how to build a tent, please give me a like, follow, subscribe, and a comment, all of the above. It'd be fantastic. How are we doing over there? My wife is actually behind the camera right now looking at me, giving me eye contact. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> but I'd much rather look at her than the camera. She's really trying hard not to laugh right now, which makes me want to talk about this some more. But we won't because you know my history with getting through clips. I never get through them all. Let's see if we can get through this one. Starting off, this is an interview with the governor of California, the progressive of progressives. Let's see what he has to say. I'm wondering if you see the potential, as some others in your party do, for a new progressive era, if you want to call it that, in um, national politics and policy, and whether there's the opportunity for additionally progressive steps, um, such as the ones that I listed, on the national and state level uh, going forward, you know, because of this crisis. That wasn't Gavin Newsom, but that was a guy interviewing him. And this sets up the clip. Now, what you would expect a responsible governor who is more concerned about the welfare of his people than his eco or his political plans with his political agenda would shoot this down, would knock this down, would say, hey, this is not the time to be pushing the public to trying to sell the public on my progressive agenda. But we'll see what his response is to that. But I just want you to say that these are their mind. This is their mindset, though. We've talked about this, and I just want you to know that this, even these reporters, even these interviewers, this is how they're thinking right now. They're not thinking, how do we save the country from as much pain as possible? How do we save the economy? How do we save lives? They're not thinking that way. So when they propose solutions to this problem, when we're thinking that way, when we're thinking, how do we save the economy? How do we save lives? Their solutions are not coming from that same question, from that same mindset. Their question is, how do we advance our political agenda? How do we make this crisis not go to waste and put further on us our progressive agenda? And that's all that phase four is going to be. How do we help move this country to the left and become more progressive? This is where their mindset is. And if it wasn't, Gavin Newsom from California, the governor of California, would shoot this down and say, you shouldn't talk like this. We shouldn't even be thinking this way. But he doesn't. And we'll see. All right. So let's get into his actual answers. He does a roundabout. And then towards the end, he answers the question. So let's go through his roundabout first. You know, we've had some uh, very deep uh, policy conversations in this space now for weeks. We've had deep policy discussions in this space. So it's not just the one-off reporter, one-off interviewer who is thinking this way, but they're having strategy meetings. They're meeting constantly and thinking deeply about how do we do what you just asked. You asked me, how do we further the progressive agenda in this time when 6.6 million Unemployment claims happen when the economy is being driven off the cliff because of this hysteria from the, this pandemic. Thousands are dying. Thousands are sick. And you're having strategy meetings not on how to save the economy, not on how to save people's lives, but how to advance your progressive agenda. These are the people we are voting into office. These are the people that you've, that I've elected into authority positions we need to take note of them and remember next time they're up for re-election that we make sure that these people 
are voted out of office because they're not having meetings for our best interest. They're having meetings for their own agenda. Uh, let us remind, despite the fact that California was running uh, historic uh, economic output in terms of our GDP growth, in terms of our net, uh, well, from job creation to low unemployment to record reserves, surpluses, uh, the wealth uh, distribution, the income inequality uh, was not something that was substantially improving. And that's the case across the rest of the world. So do you see how he started fumbling over his data points right there? He, he was trying to talk up his own state and how well they were doing. And he couldn't even cite specific facts because the state was not doing well. The country was doing well as a whole. The, country, the state was doing better than it had in the past. But people were leaving California. Businesses were leaving California. I mean, they're still leaving, but they were leaving before this because he's running this state into the ground. The progressive party, the liberals of this state are running it to the ground with their regulations, with their taxation. It's absurd. And this is part of why we talked about yesterday, Nancy Pelosi from California, who's trying to repeal those taxes that give or that no longer give tax breaks to these highly taxed states like California. They're doing terrible. They're absolutely doing terrible. And what then he talks about at the end is the income inequality. And he had to say at the end of it that the world is also suffering from income inequality. It's not just California. But my question to you, Gavin, is this. It's how long have you had this control of the state? There's not even a Republican Party in the, in the state. They changed the rules where it's the primaries. It's the two most popular politicians run for office. So it's not a Republican and a Democrat. It's two Democrats that run against each other for positions. That's how absolutely insane, insane this state is. But there's still income inequality by Gavin's own terms, by his own words, by his own admittance. So what can they do about it? Why have their policies not worked? Why doesn't a reporter ask them that? Why doesn't big news media's mainstream media ask them that? If your policies are compassionate in helping the poor, then why is there income inequality in one of the most liberal leftist states in the country? Why? He has no answer because his policies are not for helping people. He just admitted this crisis. In this crisis, this global crisis, when you should be talking about how to save the economy, how to save people's lives, how to keep people from being sick, they're having policy meetings on how to advance the progressive agenda. Why is there income inequality? Because they want it. Because their goal isn't about you. Their goal isn't about saving people. It's not about bettering people's lives. Those are the means to their progressive ends. We got to start waking up. We got to be wise because, again, we're voting these people into office. We chose them. It's our fault. We are responsible. We're responsible in America for the leaders we have appointed. As IT and globalization detonate at the same time, you're seeing that concentration in fewer and fewer hands, the middle class feeling squeezed. Increasingly, the trend lines were suggesting what is self-evident become a headline, and that is we were going from a three-class society to a two-class society. Okay, two things here. One, IT and globalization did not happen at the same time. Globalization happened in the 80s. The dot-com bubble happened in the late and early 90s, and the, the tech boom, the digitization of our economy is happening now. 
that didn't happen all at the same time. It's been progressing from the 80s to 90s to today. So that cannot be true. The second thing that he talks about here is classes. We're going from a three-class system to a two-class system. And I want you to be aware of this. Whenever, whenever people talk in terms of classes, they're talking like Marxists. Class system is a Marxist category classification system. Marxists talk in classes. They talk about class warfare. They talk to rich versus the poor. In America, it is not supposed to be that way. America is the land of opportunity that you are not destined to stay in the class that you were born into, that you have the freedom, the responsibility, the opportunity to take risks that you may fail at, but that you might also succeed where you can jump classes, that you could come from poverty and become rich, that you could become rich and become poor because of your poor decisions. You're not bound to your class. And the rest of the world, that is not so. Even in countries like England, you are born into the class that you will stay in for the rest of your life, even to the point where your accent will determine the opportunities that you get. In America, it is not that way. They try to make it that way. They try to make it seem that way. And they try to use the language that comes from Marxist ideologies, critical race theory, and to create victimhood mentalities from people that are not rich. But that's not how America is designed. That is not how capitalists talk. Capitalists do not talk in classes. Capitalists talk about private property. And how do you gain private property? How do you use your private property? How do you become more efficient with your private property? How do you leverage your private property to make more opportunities and to generate more income for yourself? These are the terms of a capitalist. Classes, class systems are the terms of Marxist. We must reject them. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about Kingsman Grooming Products. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put it in the HTBT. When you check out, you'll get 10% off. They have high-quality products. I just heard today from people who are saying that, Matt, you're right. Their quality products are fantastic. I love them. Don't miss out. This is your opportunity while you're listening to this to go over there and remind yourself that, hey, you're going to need new beard products. You're going to need new lotion. You're going to need new pre-shave and aftershave products. Go get them right now before you forget so they'll be there when you need them. Go to kingsmangroomingpros.com, support a Christian small business that has great quality products, and you get 10% off when you use HTBT. Support them. Support the show. Go over to Kingsman Grooming Products and treat yourself to high-quality products. All right, let's get back into this madness. That is the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. I see this quite uh, substantively through that lens, that equity lens, looking at those folks that never fully recovered. So he's admitting it. See, this is a really informative interview. The class system, there's a lens, and it's a Marxist lens, and he sees everything through it. So when he has his meetings about how to transform this country through this crisis to be more progressive, he's looking through this lens. He's looking through this Marxist class lens. This is his own admittance. This is his own words. He is looking through the lens of Marxism. What's the opportunity to your question? Uh, for reimagining a more progressive era as it relates to uh, capitalism. And I'm... See, here's what they're going after. They're going after capitalism. What system is the alternative? Socialist, communist, economic system. See, they want to take your private property rights. Capitalism is that. It's private property rights that you have the freedom to do what you want to. You have the freedom to buy and sell 
your goods and other people's goods without government intervention, without central planning. And the progressive era that they're reimagining, that they want to roll out, they want to replace capitalism with. That's what he's saying here. He says, how can we reimagine this progressive era with uh, capitalism in the crosshairs? It's they want to take the freedom of you to be able to sell your products, to buy other people's private property, to sell your private property, to buy other people's private property, and to have two consenting parties agree upon terms. That's all capitalism is. And they want to replace that with the government, with him, with these people planning meetings, not for your well-being, not for the economy, but for their agenda. He wants them to determine what you buy and sell. He wants them to determine what you should make. That's the progressive dream. That's what they're planning. That's what they're doing right now. You should be very, very concerned. And when this phase forward stimulus is already being touted, again, it can't be for the economy. It can't be to save us. They're not even meeting about that. They're meeting about the progressive agenda. And this phase three stimulus hasn't even been rolled out yet. So that we don't even know if we need it. And they're already talking about it because it's not about you. It's not about your health. It's about their agenda. I'm a capitalist. I'm a small business owner. I'm a job creator. Well, my customers are the job creators. I'm a beneficiary of their support. Uh, and that helps build that demand that allows me to hire more people. And so this is a great one. So he tries to correct himself. He says he's a job creator. Oh, wait, no, it's the customers that are a job creator. I was a small business person once. So yeah, that's, a, that's it. That sounds good. The customers are the job creators, the customers. And that he's trying to kind of shift this to it's the people, right? It's the people that are important. So that's what he does. That's what progressives do. They, they claim it's for the people while gaining power themselves. Hey, give me power for your sake. But anyways, the point of this clip I wanted to share is simply this. Is how many times do we hear from the government that they're creating shovel-ready jobs, that they're creating jobs? They're doing it with this phase four deal. They're creating jobs through their spending, through their debt increases, through their programs, the government programs. But he here admits it. It's not even the business that creates jobs. It's the customers. It's the customers. Appreciation of the importance uh, of consumer confidence, consumer spending, and a vibrant middle class. And so, yes, Forgive me for being long-winded, uh, but absolutely we see this as an opportunity to reshape uh, the way we do business and how we govern. It's an opportunity to reshape how we do business and how we govern. The socialist economy and the totalitarian Marxist government. They're coming after both. They're not just looking to reshape government. They're looking to reshape the economy. That is your jobs, that's your business, that's your private possessions. They're coming for it all. They want it all. And they're using this global crisis for it. And that shouldn't put shivers up the spines of, you know, one party or the other. I think it's an opportunity anew for both parties to come together and meet this moment and really start to think more systemically, not situationally, not just about getting out of this moment, but more sustainably and systemically to consider where we can go together this historic moment if we meet it at a national level and a state and subnational level. So answer is yes. The answer is yes. And it shouldn't put shivers up your spine. <laughs> sure put shivers up my spine. Does it put shivers up your spine? My wife just nodded her head yes. It sure does. And it's not just at the national level. It's at the state levels, he said. Guys, they're coming for us. 
We better be wise. We better be prepared. And we should never act out of fear ever because they're coming for us. Let's be wise. Let's be in the word. Let's pray for God's blessing. Let's pray for repentance for our nation. And let's pray that God will save us from this time. Let's go out, be successful. Talk to you tomorrow. God bless. Thank you.